<laughs> it was it was it was come on you know you know it was um it was a it was a good game to watch it, but as, as you <laughs> did you make the popcorn just for this <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the second episode of the Ultras podcast. Uh, with you is uh, El Basha and uh, myself, Ahmed. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. Um, so uh, the first thing I guess we're going to start off with is uh, Tuesday's games. Uh, starting off with Group A, Liverpool versus Ajax, uh, 2-1 win for Liverpool, uh, 89th minute goal for Matip to save Liverpool. Um, great match to watch, a great back and forth between both clubs. A uh, bit more control from Liverpool's side. Uh, it, was a really, it was a really good game to watch, though. That's definitely for sure. Well, uh, I think this week was a great week of Champions League games. Uh, I would say it's a bit more entertaining than last week. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool and Ajax. Well, first thing is the two, the two Mohammeds scored on both teams, Mohamed Salah and Mohamed Kudus. Um, the Ghanaian striker for Ajax, Mohamed Kudus, is a really good and amazing player. He's definitely, it was definitely a beautiful goal right off the woodwork. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I, there was no way, there was no chance that the keeper was getting in front of that. Uh, I couldn't see any, any way to save that goal for sure. Uh, but you know, Ajax did put in the work for that goal. Uh, Liverpool was on overall, I think, the better side in that game. Uh, um, I, I think, look, I, uh, I, know, I know that the Liverpool did have more chances, more shots, more ball position, but I think that Ajax really handled the game well. Um, it is obvious that Liverpool is going to come in with they're going to be a bit pissed off comparing to last year at uh, last week, sorry. And, uh, I mean, uh, it is obvious. 4-0, you lost. And uh, you want to – and you had a week rest. You want to show, you know, last weekend they didn't play any English Premier League games. So, yeah. that gives you more time to practice and get ready. I think that I, that they, second goal, I think they were a bit lucky with that goal. Uh, not discrediting their hard work, but I'm trying to – I'm trying to give enough credit to Ajax and the work that they did and the chances, the dangerous chances that they had in the game. Definitely. No, Ajax did have a lot of dangerous chances. Uh, they, they did good. It was a great game to watch. It was a great, like, they both sides performed well. Uh, but you know something, it's, whether it was luck or not, it, they still ended up with the second goal in the back of the net for, for Liverpool. And I have to give credit where credit is due. But the, the one thing I did notice was how happy Klopp was when... Yeah. When, when the ref blew that whistle for the final time. And it shows to you, just that alone, shows to you how tough a game that was on, on Liverpool. And there's no point in trying to uh, downplay Ajax here as being the losing side. They did play very well. It's just, you know, 89th minute goal for Matip, finished it right off. And, you know, that was, that was, that was the... Other, otherwise, it would have been, you know, single point for both teams. Um. Okay, so when I said a luck, as I said, when I said luck, I didn't, of course, mean to discredit Ajax, but that goal 
what it did was not just the fact that they got the three points and they won the game. It's the whole stress that they're going to be, the, the, the whole relief that they got just by Matip scoring that header. Um, of course, they gave a lot of uh, Matip a lot of motivation since he's back now. Um, it lifted their spirit. Uh, they want a home a club, a club, you know, there's that, um, there's that seventh year curse that they call that club ha- club has. He, yeah. in his seventh year when he pl- uh, trained, uh, when he was a coach for Ma- uh, Mainz in, in the Bundesliga, he started going down and he left. Same thing with Dortmund. After the seventh year, same thing happened. So now it's the seventh year for club, even though this is the most successful campaign for him uh, in the last seven years with any team. And it's been a lot of success for Liverpool. But it's that seventh year curse that he was worried about. So in different this goal in all different aspects have really turned off all the, the fire that they were gonna get and the backlash that they could have got. So that's why I was saying that there's a bit luck with that. But they really they they were technically they were the better side, but Ajax was also dangerous. But it was a good game to watch, 2-1. Um, I really do think that Ajax is still has a chance to go to the second round and uh, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna be a hard team to compete with in this group. The thing is, let's. I want to go on to the Rangers versus Napoli game right after it, since they're in the same group. Uh, as you um, you know, this was yesterday's game. The first game played yesterday, three uh, 0 for Liverpool. Uh, obviously, it wasn't uh, a big shock to us. What was a really a big shock here is just how the 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 first goal came about. Um, you know the. the the retrial of the uh, the first penalty, where uh, you know the the yes uh, it, the first penalty was obviously saved, um, scored after rebound, uh, being called back by VAR to retake it, uh, and then taken again, saved again by the keeper. Which uh, I'll be honest with you, this 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 week's games, uh, this Tuesday and Wednesday. The keepers did fantastic jobs. Uh, yeah, was, the, th- yeah, the games were very dangerous. The um, the they were very very. It it seemed like everybody was going for the wins. It was not like they were playing on a playing field. It was more like a battlefield to them. Uh, the amount of yellow cards that were handed out this week was you know is not is, is unusual to me. Yeah, you know, five, yeah, five yeah. to six cards a game is it's you know. Um, and then you know, um, especially especially on that. Uh, Porto, uh, Porto game, but we're gonna get oh, yeah, later we'll get on to that. that. But uh, the, you know what I mean. That three 0 for Liverpool for uh, Napoli was you know expected. Um, there was no questions. And so, if you have any thoughts on that game, the, because I wanted to finish off with this with this game for this group where Napoli is ahead with six points, uh, Liverpool in second with three points, followed by Ajax with three points, and you know Rangers at the bottom of the table. Um. If you asked anyone from Italy who are the teams that they're expecting that will have a good performance in the in the Champions League, I think Napoli would have been the least out of the four Italians that are presented in the Champions League, Juve, Inter, and AC Milan, and Napoli. But on the other hand, that Inter and Juve have, has been the, the last successful, successful two teams in the last uh, few years in Champions League, where they're going to the final, where they're going far and performing better in the Champions League, it's AC Milan and Napoli who are performing better than the other Italian teams in this Champions League. Napoli are on top of the table in, in the Calcio and the Serie A in Italy. Of course, by goal difference, to uh, comp- uh, their 14 points, goal difference 
to second spot Atlanta and goal difference to the third spot AC Milan. They're all tied up in 14 points, but they have been the best in performance uh, so far in their group. They've been amazing in the Italian league. Um, they only got, they scored seven goals in two games in Champions League, 4-1 and 3-0. Yeah, and they only and they only exceeded one goal in, in, in last game, which was against Liverpool. Rangers were Rangers were okay, right? But um well, they had their chances, they right. had the thing, but it's Napoli that was Napoli are just they're going hard. And, and the, the thing about this game is that you know from, from the beginning, from right off the bat, you know, Rangers went in there and they for the first 15 to 20 minutes, I can tell you, Rangers were putting in you know, work. It was, mm-hmm. it was clear. They were there, you know, we're here, we're going to mark our spot, you know, uh, we're, we're in the Don't champion. forget that they came back from a loss as well, right? Right, so, right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, you know, you, you can, as a, as a team that's not, uh, it's not used to Champions League, you know, if you're going to start off like that with that kind of rhythm, in a game you have to continue and you have to carry it on throughout the game and that's where that's where i think the rangers lost is where you know the 25th minute they lost that rhythm they weren't able to keep up and napoli was able to you know get a hold uh the, th- the other thing is is you know that red card in the 55th minute that really puts it you know it it really put a hole in between in uh, rangers lines um that second goal clearly in the third goal you can see the difference right away is they were able to, uh, Napoli was able to take advantage of that and be able to score those two goals where, you know, it's, it, it's, that's it. It's it, unlike, you know, other, other red cards we've seen this, uh, this, um, this week. Uh, I think it was Inter Milan's game. There was a red card. Yes, that's yes. correct. Right. Yeah. Inter Milan's game, there was a red card, but, you know, Inter Milan did not take advantage like Napoli did. Uh, Napoli was able to, um, take advantage of that and, you know, right away be able to score goals, take it, you know, make up that for that goal difference. And I think for this year's Champions League is, it, you know, goal di- for the goal difference, it's not what, uh, I know it's not for group stages, but I guess later on it's, you know, that one. I just want to correct one, that it was, it was Victoria Bucha. Uh, is it Bucha the, from Victoria who got the red card, but. Right, yeah. Victoria and Inter Milan game, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Victoria that got the red card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, I know that. It was the Inter Milan, well, Inter Milan took advantage of that, but uh, we were staying on the topic with Napoli, but Napoli was able to take advantage of that is what I'm trying to get at. And, you know, that's that's where Rangers lost it. You have to keep it cool in these kind of games. You can't lose your head in the game. You know, you have to keep your, your rhythm. You can't, you have to keep the team going throughout 90 minutes and th- this is something that you know teams like victoria teams like uh victoria Plezinha, um, uh, and uh, t- teams like uh rangers uh that are not used to the champions league have to learn when they come to the champions league and this kind of game is an experience for them more than anything uh so you know they, they tried i won't say that they haven't didn't and you know you could see it that they really wanted uh to prove themselves in this game but, you know, unfortunately, they just ended up being with Napoli. And, you know, as a top contender for the Serie A, then, you know, it's it's always going to be a win in, in Napoli's favor in this game. Yeah, uh, but, but the same, on, on the same note, I am I'm really impressed. Uh, Napoli are just going hard and aggressive. The, these guys, the uh, Insignia and Koulibaly left the team. These are yeah. two critical players. Insignia came to Toronto. Koulibaly went to a big team like Chelsea. And you're talking about two crucial guys. You're talking about Calabali, one of the best defenders in the world for the last few years, who's been with them, and he's one of the main players who left. 
And the same thing as Insignia, who was really critical and when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to the to attack and and of and of and the attack an attacking position. But these guys <laughs> that didn't matter to them. They really carried on. I, I'm impressed, man. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward of how Napoli is gonna carry on. Six points. Um, I think with another win in this group, I think they're going to secure their spot for the next round. Right. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how far these guys are going to go. I'm, I'm really impressed, man. Napoli are bad. Napoli are playing good. Uh, of course, I'm not a Napoli fan, but uh, but it's really good. Got to give credit where credit is due. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's good to, even for the culture. It's even good for the yeah. for the for the Syria odd that another Italian team is right. back on track and winning games. And not just winning one zero. No, these guys are destroying the other team. They yeah, destroyed Liverpool going, and destroyed yeah. Rangers. Okay. And that's you know that that that's something that gives them the upper hand is that game against Liverpool. Um, no matter if they're crippled again against if they, and their next game is going to be against Ajax. And if they're crippled against Liverpool, then it's no problem. They already ha- or sorry, if they're crippled against Ajax, they've already gotten that three points from Liverpool. And so you know it 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 it's going to come down. This is this is this is the kind of group that you know. You look at it and you think it's not much. Sure, it has a. I don't want to say. I don't want to put them down. In the, okay, the Rangers are in there, but you know, Napoli, Liverpool, Ajax, great contender, contend, contenders for you know in the Champions League. And you know, Ajax is always going to give you a headache as a team. Uh, Napoli will always give you a headache as a team. Liverpool will always give you a headache as a team. And you know, when you play these kind of teams, uh, it's you're going to have a tough time. And definitely, this is a. This is actually a def- Definitely a great group to, to to have your eyes on. But everyone's call on this group was Ajax and uh, Liverpool. They didn't think Napoli was going to come this hard. Now everything <laughs> right. is erupted in that group. Right. So now you're going to see how it's going to go. But I think I think yeah, as I said, one more win. Uh, I think that next game will be against Ajax. If that happens, then yeah, these guys are going to secure the spot for the next round. Right. Um, that's uh, that's October fourth. It'll be Ajax first Napoli and uh, Liverpool first. Uh, Rangers, um, we'll see how those games go. Uh, I don't know how you feel about uh, Liverpool versus Rangers, but Liverpool really should should try and get those three points because during their game against Ajax, I felt like they were kind of a little bit um, not taking it serious. Like, you know, uh, they seem to be taking it a little bit easier. So oh, Liverpool? Yeah. Against Ajax? Like, yeah, they seemed like they were taking it easy at some point. Other times, you know, they were pushing. Uh, but let's let's keep moving on. Uh, the second game in Tuesday, or some of the ga- uh, Group B in Tuesday's games, uh, Leverkusen versus Atletico Madrid, uh, 2-0 for Leverkusen. Uh, two goals within four minutes. Oh, man, Leverkusen, man. They played hard, man. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they oh, man, no one, no one expected Leverkusen to look. German teams are tough teams. Um, you're always going to expect the fact that these guys are going to uh, are going to play hard. Bayern Leverkusen is one of those uh, uh, very reputable teams when it comes to European scenes. But looking at looking at their position in the in the Bundesliga, they're the second last team in the Bundesliga, and you know. As I was telling you last last week, I was I was hoping that Simeone would go a little bit more in the attack. He did this a little bit this game, a little bit. He was trying to you know there was there was chances definitely for there was chances for both sides. But it's Leverkusen how aggressive they were. It's like they're very aggressive. It's it's like they gave up on the Bundesliga even though it's too early, only six games or five. But 
they played hard, man. Uh, uh, like looking at the uh, looking at the ball position, it wasn't it wasn't far away. 45-55 overall on the on, on the match, but in, in, in the in the first half, um, I think Atletico was a bit better than Leverkusen, but the uh, Leverkusen really played uh, well against Atletico. I think they they challenged them in similar tactics, right? Right. right. Uh, heavy defense, just like Atletico does. And depending a bit on the counter, but you know they did the job. It's not just one nil; it's two, it's two nil, and uh, and, uh, and two nil within four minutes. It wasn't like you know, yeah. you know, here's the goal and that's it. We're going home, and then that you know, no, it was here's a goal and then here's another one. And you know, Diego Simeone, he really needs to. Um, I think something he he's got to change up a little, his tactics a little bit. You you got to stop thinking about the whole defense thing. Uh, this is a loss he has right now. This weekend he's going to be playing Real Madrid. You know how is this going to have a more like? Is, how will this affect the morale of the team? How will they play against Madrid? Yes, they're going to be playing at home, but you know Madrid is a great big is a big club. Um, if you if you can barely handle Leverkusen, how will you handle Real Madrid? Uh, I, I have no other words to say. I have nothing to say about this this game other than you know it was a, it was a fantastic game. Uh, a lot of you know a lot of tackles going on. A lot of pushing and shoving. These players did not that second goal for Leverkusen that involved a lot of pushing and shoving just to get to that ball. You know what I True. mean? Just put it into the box. It was it was unbelievable that they even let him get through. And so it, you could you could see how frustrated some of the uh, Atletico Madrid players were. In that game, um, a lot of fouls committed, but you know it lent, it gave them that three points that they needed. I'm glad that uh, Simeone got challenged to uh, similar tactics as he usually plays. Uh, both Spanish team, both Madrid team played two German teams. They got challenged. Of course, Madrid got the better better German team, but <laughs> Liverpool, you know, based on their position position yeah. of the Bundesliga, but. I think this game really killed a lot of a lot of uh, Simeone and a lot of uh, the players' energy because they're heading to as a loss to the derby. Uh, that game won't be won't be easy, and I think another loss for him is going to mean going downhill. But I think we all know by now, uh, Diego Simeone is he revived Atletico Madrid. They're not going to let him go easily. Yeah. He had a bad season last year, but he keeps on. Um, he keeps on bringing the challenge within the squad. The way they play, they also they depend a lot on the green time, the push that Simeone gives. But as I said last week, and I repeat it, and until the day I die, I'll tell you that Simeone has players that he can play similar tactics to Liverpool and Man City, but he doesn't want to. He wants to depend and, and just close down on, uh, defensively. Um, you know what? You did that. It didn't work out for you. Look, now you lost 2 to no. What are you going to do against Madrid? So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Uh, moving on to the second game of that group, uh, FC Porto versus Bruges. Uh, brutal game for FC Porto, losing 4-0 at home. Um, <laughs> honestly, watching watching the, the highlights for this game, I, I just felt sad. It's probably one of the cleaner games, actually, in the, in, in, uh, during this, this uh, during this round. Mm. Sorry, it's during this week. But, you know, first goal was a penalty. Um, there is a, the, yes, it was maybe a little bit cleaner from the other games, but there's still, as I said earlier, this week's games, you know, a lot of like, it literally felt like a battlefield in a lot of the games. 
um, a lot of the teams came out wanting to show that we're here to win. Um, and Bruges proved that, you know, 4-0 at, at, uh, at Porto is, uh, is a big, is a big, uh, is a big uh, testament to that. Uh, Portuguese champion versus the Belgian champion. Um, it was, you can say it was, you know, the, the, literally Belgium versus Portugal in that case, the best, the best teams, uh, in, in both, uh, both, uh, both countries. I was shocked about how, how badly Porto lost watching that game. I've seen how many chances Porto was getting. They had yeah. the higher position, right? Yeah, yeah. We know that throughout the games that we watched, that position doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You can have the position as much as you want. We're going to get to the other games that had higher position and they lost. But yeah. Porto, they had the higher position, but uh, uh, but um, uh, uh, club, uh, club club Bruges played really aggressive. Uh, they took they had they had a lot of chances similar to Porto, but they took more advantage than uh, Porto did. I was surprised that I'm like watching all these missed chances. Yeah, like, no, when is Porto going to score? There's a lot of missed chances, but you look at the four four nil score, you think that Porto was not playing well, but man, they did amazing. And Porto played really well. Uh, but they, uh, we got to give kudos to, to the goalkeeper that stopped a lot of goals. Very, yeah. Uh, smart player, smart players uh, from uh, Club Bruges. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of one twos, a lot of uh, nice counter attacks, and they did the job four nil. And don't forget that these guys are, um, they're they're third in their league, eh? So they're uh, <laughs> they're not even on the top of their league. And yeah, they, yeah. they're beating Porto, uh, who's, who's, who's cruising in their league. Uh, well, I was shocked. I did not I, think. Gave, Two games gave, in a row, six points for Globe Bruges. Yeah, so that's a good start. It's a very good start for them. Uh, but, you know, this just proves to you that, you know, if you, don't, if, you don't end up with, if you don't end up having the ball at the back of the net, if you don't score and take advantage of the, champ, of the, shot, of the shots or chances you're taking in the football match, then it doesn't matter. You can have 100% ball possession. You can have, you know, you can have... 20 shots per game, all of them on target. But if you don't make sure that that ball crosses the ball, the line, then, you know, you're, you have to go home either with a single point or no points at all. And this is what we see in this game. You can play the best game of your life and you'll still end up on the losing end. Um, but, you know, uh, that's it for Group B. Uh, obviously, like you said, Bruja up with six points, Leverkusen three points, Atletico Madrid with three points, and then Porto with zero points. We'll see how this uh, this uh, group ends up with the, in a couple of weeks when uh, all matches are done. Uh, I'm really uh, I'm really excited to see how this group definitely ends up. Uh, but moving on to the group C, uh, this is a uh, interverse uh, Victoria Plazenia at Plazenia uh, 2-0, as expected from Inter Milan. Um, a, a red card in the in uh, a red card. Uh, in the 61st minute uh, may have helped Inter Milan, but, you know, Inter Milan did not really take the chance, I think, on that one. Only one goal after the red card against a team like, you know, not to downgrade them, but Plazonia. I, I think this is their first time they're champion in the Champions League. Uh, but, you know, um, when it comes to something with a red card, you take advantage of it. You try to score as many goals as you can. Uh, something that could have, could have uh, been taken advantage of by Inter Milan. Uh, but I think they played a very they played a very chill game um, for them. They didn't they took it easy. They 
they just wanted the, the three points. They didn't care if they, you know what I mean? They didn't care if it was one nil, two nil, five nil for them. It was more like, okay, we're, this is a, this is a, this is definitely three points and we're just going to go home. Inter Milan. Well, Inter Milan played, um, it was, it was semi easy game. I think Victoria played a better game last week against Barcelona, even though they lost five one, uh, but it was just game was home game for Victoria. Victoria still performed well, but I, uh, they did miss a few chances, but it was a complete dominance for Inter Milan. The position was unbelievably is the same exact position that Barcelona had last week against them, against Victoria as, uh, as for this game. Um, uh, this Inter Milan need, needed needed this win to uh, to fix their route in in uh, in Champions League after their their uh, first uh, uh, their awesome. first uh, loss. But yeah, nothing much really about this game. Um, it was a pretty good game to to now. Jeko scored the first one when they were eleven men, and then the second one was scored when they were ten men for Victoria. Even with ten men, Victoria was still. We're still having some chances, but I think this is one of the least games, least entertaining games, I would say, for for this week of Champions League. Yeah, no, as expected. Uh, but the next game, Barcelona versus Bayern Munich at the Allianz, and you know this game. Oh man, this is an unbelievable game. Uh, while watching this game, you know, Barcelona had had a great game regardless of the the score yes it was 2-0 but the unbelievable amount of chances that were created one after the other it was complete bombardment of Bayern Munich um they they had so many you know but you know you have to give props here to newer newer really made it up for you know for for, for uh, Bayern Munich um, and the lack of having shots on net by Barcelona players was another factor. It was clear that it's either newer saves the ball or it's way too wide. Rafinha was missing. The, Rafinha was putting the ball in the next. He was making sure he doesn't hit the net. He was making sure it goes a little bit wide, as close as he can get to the post, but make sure it's on the one side and not the other. It was it was definitely a great game for 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 Barcelona, but you know. Um, I, just, it, I was just a bit surprised that it was a 2-0 loss, um, even though they were playing away. It was, it was a great match for them. Um, Bayern Munich took, care, took, took, took uh, advantage of their chances. They, as they didn't have as many chances as Barcelona, but they took advantage of those chances. Sané, same exact way he scored last time, you know, between the center backs. They just left him open, gave him all that space, and he just landed it right on top of Ter Stegen. Well, what do you have to say with this one, Iman? Uh, so I think that uh, Rafinha had a horrible game. That's first first thing. Neuer, one of the most one of the most consistent players, not just goalkeepers, players <laughs> yeah. for more than the more than ten years. Yeah, has been the starter goalkeeper for Germany and for Bayern Munich, top, of course, top world class uh, team for all those consistent years, and still doing the, the, the still doing the same thing, and he's the best at it. Uh, he stopped the player that everyone is scared to face was Lewandowski, who used to play with him on the same side. Yeah, well, and I don't know Lewandowski. I don't even know how Lewandowski was losing all these uh, losing all these chances. If you're if we're gonna if we're gonna turn this to uh, a boxing match system where points are cal- uh, are counted towards your win if it's not a knockout 
then the first half, uh, Barcelona would, would have way more points right, than, right. than Byron. They dominated that first half, of course, with uh, it wasn't complete, complete dominance, but it was, it was, they dominated they were, most they, of it. They were the better team, definitely. They were the better team. Uh, Dembele, Leva, Rafinha, yeah. even though he's a bit, uh, Dembele and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and Leva were better than Rafinha, but all of Barcelona, they were doing doing amazing when it comes to that game. Now, the two issues that that uh, Barcelona, uh, Barcelona has and Bayern have. Barcelona, Barcelona has an issue when it comes to defense. That's their biggest issue on offense. Uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the the players that they got this year um, were mostly offense and, and and midfield. They did get. Uh, they did get um, uh, the guy from Seville. I forgot his name. The French guy, Conde. Conde uh, for defense and Alonso, who can also play bad defense and med. But of course, you know Alonso from Chelsea is more famous for playing as a four uh, three four three at the side, supportive in defense and then uh, supporting in offense. But I think they have a huge issue when it comes to defense. But I but but their last games. Uh, the offense have been covering that. If you look at the score 5-1 and all these other scores that they've been doing in the league, you wouldn't really pay attention to defense as much because they've been winning. Right, but right. in a game like Byron, where they're being challenged in the defense, and you look at the way Sonny and Mane and uh, and uh, Jamal were getting to, 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 to the box and the way they were passing, it was, it was incredible. It was really nice to watch. Right. Even though that these guys were holding it, holding themselves together until that the goal that Hernandez scored from the cross from the corner corner yeah, kick yeah. that really killed him. I felt like Barcelona were just waiting for that moment to break. <laughs> when that goal was scored, it was done. Right, Four right. minutes, two goals, you're done. And, yep. um, and the other issue that Byron has was, of course, Byron uh, second half, they came in strong. They came in, they strong. Came in strong. And they, they were, you know, they were like those... Uh, uh, you know, they were like those uh, daycare teachers where, uh, you know, they would calm down their, the kids and like, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, you'll get the chocolate, but they will never give it to them. And that's what happened. They, 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 Byron made Barcelona feel like they were going to go home with those three points out of all these attacks that they were, um, you know, they were having against Byron. But second half, Byron did the job. They're like, no, we're going to take care of this. And they scored both goals. Byron's issue is mostly on offense. They got a good defense, good midfield, but mostly on offense because they're changing the way they play. Even though, if you look at if you look at the tactics, it's four two three one, with uh, with Mane being the uh, number nine is sole striker. But when you look at it in the field, it looks like a false line because Mane cannot do the same job as Lewandowski can. He's yeah, not that style not. of player. Yeah, yeah. He's more on the wings. He can play make, but Lewandowski is a box guy where he can do all these things. So. That shift of, of tactics that uh, Nagelsmann is struggling with, and he's really scared right now because Tochel is available in the market. So there is a lot of talk about Nagelsmann. He's not performing as well, even in the even in Bundesliga, because they're not on the top right now. In Bundesliga. Right. No, no, they're not. They're not on the top. Uh, so there is that talk. So he is just trying to do his best with that shift uh, in, in, in the tactics that uh, Bayern are doing because... There is always there is a replacement for him that's waiting on a hot seat. But I think I think it's a good game for Byron. Um, three teams that I really wanted to see them being challenged this year was Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and Barcelona because uh, I think that these are the the best teams that had um, 
good transfers this year. Forget about Madrid, they didn't have, they had only one transfer, but uh, it, it's just that uh, I wanted to see more, cha- more, more challenge for Barcelona and see how all these players are going to be tested. And this is the first big game that they got tested with. Was, was and, and that's what that leads to my next question, which was, what do you think about, you know, Lewandowski being tested in his first big match? back against and the, the thing is it's not a, just any big match it's against this former team Bayern Munich um, he showed up he had a few chances nothing really major from him but you know um, canceled out by the by the Bayern Munich de- defense um, the newer always being there ready for his shots um, what do you think what do you have to say about that with him not being able to perform as the normal Lewandowski that we see, you know, scoring either goal, two goals, or a hat-trick? Um, I think first he's playing against, uh, he's playing against a te- his, his old teammates. These guys practice together all the time. So yeah. they know what, what his strengths are. He, the coach really coached him and knows what kind of player he is. I'm sure even though that they know how Lewandowski was with them the last year, uh, long years, but it's it's they also of course been watching the way he played with Barcelona and the way probably that he's being uh Xavi is a bit uh, challenging him with tactically about him going outside of the box and doing the pass like a little bit of Barcelona style with Lewandowski and he's open to Lewandowski is a player that can adapt to these kind of styles and doing his job as a number nine you will have some analysts saying that he was he was pressured a lot stressed a lot the fact he's coming to his old team I, I honestly don't think these are the reasons. I just think that's one of those games that he's just have that didn't have the luck to score because he did, did do the job. He, he's been scoring the last few games. Yeah, it's a big game. It's a game that everybody's waiting for for him to chat, to be playing against his former team. But I, I think it's just a, one bad day that he had. And um, my my call is that Lewandowski is going to be able to score in the Camp Nou against uh, against uh, Byron. Yeah, I think that's the. Uh, I was thinking about that actually, and I was, I think you know if he, if you were to flip the roles and put Barcelona against Bayern Munich in the Camp Nou, I think it would be a different score definitely. Um, the the fans would not let Bayern Munich even th- have the ability to think on that yeah. ground, and so you know we'll see when that comes around. Uh, but for Group C, uh, Bayern Munich leads with six points, followed by Barcelona three points, Inter Milan three points, and Victoria at zero points. Um, uh, their next matches will be, let me see, just check this one out, uh, Barcelona versus Inter and uh, Bayern Munich versus Victoria Plazenia. Um, that match, Inter Milan versus Barcelona, is going to be interesting to see, uh, but that'll be on October 4th. 4th. Uh, moving on to the next group, and this one, this one right here, this is a good game, Sporting versus Tottenham. Uh, Marseille versus Frankfurt. And I told you, I remember I told you, <laughs> Tottenham is not going to win that game. And, you know, um, you know, watching this game, Edwards te- tearing oh, man, Edwards. Tottenham team apart, like putting them left to right. This guy was unbelievable. He was just ripping through them. I, I, I was, I'm, I, I, this is not the same Tottenham that, you know, we are used to seeing. And Sporting really showed them how they play in Portugal. It, um, it's rare to see uh, English players, especially English strikers, to play in Portuguese teams. Right, Usually in Portugal, in France, you would see them, they have this tradition of bringing their own players to the spotlight or bringing players that they would from Brazil or, or 
uh, or African players in this. Usually, in you US. don't see English players outside no, of the English, league, English yeah. players are always loyal to their league. It was very rare to see someone else. It's probably mm-hmm. Dyer is probably one of the most English players that he's been in Portugal. He's been in Spain, but man, when I knew that Edwards was English, I was shocked. I'm like, man, you guys are missing a. A, a jewel. This guy is is a gem. He played with Tottenham's team. He there there was chances where he was walking. I felt like he was just walking around them. No, it was it, it was unbelievable. But two 0 and it was props to them. They they scored they scored uh, those and yes they were towards the end of the game. But throughout the whole, I think it was the 90th minute and the 93rd minute that the that yes. Tot- that uh, sporting they took advantage of those, but they were similar style game. to Atletico and Porto last week <laughs> yeah, against. But, but the, the, this Portuguese won; they didn't lose like the other yeah, Portuguese, right? Yeah. But, but the thing is here is that you know it was the game was was leaning towards Sporting's side the whole game. There was it was Sporting was clearly the dominant side. That Tottenham didn't seem like they even wanted to win. They they weren't trying to they weren't trying really anything. They were looking for solutions. Sporting had them down from game from minute one. Similar to um, last game, when uh, Sporting um, uh, Sporting had a um, had a lower position against um, who was it? I think it was Marcel that they played last week, yeah. right? No, uh, Sporting was, was against Frankfurt? Frankfurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frankfurt had the higher position. Uh, this game, uh, first half for Sporting was the was they were the dominant. They were better. Coming into the second half, Tottenham picked up the momentum. Now, both of these teams have similar similar thoughts. 3-4-3, defensive mentality that Conti has. Sporting did have that uh, that too, um, because a lot of the Tottenham players were getting caught offside on a lot of their chances. Uh, but it's not like Sporting were doing, you know, uh, Barcelona or Man City style, where they they have the highest ball position. No, right. they had a higher they had a, a higher ball position, but um, the tempo uh, the tempo of that team was like you know what I mean. It it just like the the way they were playing and everything. It just overrode Tottenham. I yes, think. yes. This is the thing with Tottenham. Uh, this is the thing with Tottenham and Conti. They hand the ball to the uh, opposite team. Yeah. Uh, similar to uh, Simeone, but Conte does not park the bus. He has that defensive mentality where he goes in in a counterattack. When he when he has dominance over the game or he's winning, he can switch to, to ball positioning and controlling and, and all that. Now, the, the, you having Son, Son is having, Son and Son, uh, the, top, the top two scorers of the Premier League of last year uh, are having a bad start this season, Son and Salah. Yeah. Son, Kane, and Richardson. When you look at these guys, you're like, man, Tottenham are going to go hard. You have three st- world-class uh, strikers. Richardson is still getting in, in the momentum, but uh, can, uh, uh, Kane and, and, and Son, I can't believe, man. They uh, Tottenham did lose some chances. Um, uh, Loris, man, he saved a lot of good chances for, yeah, yeah. That for, game for sporting. Have, oh, yeah, that game should have not been 2-0. Uh, no, it would have been more. It would have been more. But also, Tottenham should have should have been able to score score at least a goal. Uh, and you know, sporting keeper, um, uh, what's his name? He was he was he was a, he was fantastic too. Uh, Adon Adon made a lot of saves that were that were spectacular. Uh, he was always on the ground, ready to make those saves. 
you know, uh, I used to when I used to see, see him in, uh, with Madrid. You know, he was the bench. He was the bench keeper. Third goal, third goal keeper. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like you know we never got to see him. But you know, when I seen today Adon, I was so I was surprised. I was like, wow. Do you know? This really what this game really showed me was that Sporting was there and they weren't there to mess around. Yes, they were there to win. And you know, you know, props to them. They did they did what they had to do and they won. I honestly thought Porto were going to be the better contender this uh, this year in Champions right. League, but yeah. Sporting are surprising me since Sport, Porto are the winning of the, the, the champions of the uh, of their league, the Portuguese. But Sporting, yeah, yeah. six points. Porto nil, uh, no points. No points. Uh, very good start for Sporting. Very good spot. And man, their goals are just amazing. And they're 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 yeah. one twos and they're <laughs> oh man, it's it's really nice. It's really refreshing to see uh, yeah. this this uh, lion style of football. It was definitely some beautiful football. And uh, Conte, but, and Conte, I don't know what's gonna happen to this guy. He's uh, oh man, Champions we'll, League and oh, well, yeah. we'll see. We'll see if there's any heartbreakings in Tottenham this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Next match was Marseille versus Frankfurt in France. Um, 1-0 for Frankfurt. First goal for Frankfurt in the Champions League of whatever. This is the first time they've scored. And, um, you know, um, it, was a, it was a good team. Um, disappointed a little bit with Marseille, you know, with saying with, you know, players like Sanchez, um, you know, world-class players, but, you know, not being able to not being able to score, not being able to perform. Um, a little bit disappointing uh, from Mars performance from Marseille. Uh, but it was it was overall, it was you know, I wouldn't say it was the greatest match of the week, obviously, but it wasn't the it wasn't the worst either. Sub tier football at best. Um, I would like to oppose in that opinion. I think this game comparing to Victoria and Inter, comparing to Actually, comparing even to Porto and, and, and club, even though the ball positioning and both teams yeah, were yeah. aggressive, uh, Marcel, same thing as last week. They had the higher ball position. Not just higher by a little bit. These guys had more ball position in the game. Same thing. Yeah. But their dominance had nothing to do. They, they did not translate their dominance into even getting a tie. Well, you could have ball position, but... And more chances at, and more aggressive. You can have, oh, have all these things, but it doesn't mean that you're going to win. That, uh, these are just earlier. like these are but like were, baby steps to get you to to scoring a goal or or just trying to show your dominance in the game would even would, having possession doesn't mean you're even taking shots you're just passing the ball in the back you're just passing the ball in the midfield it doesn't mean anything uh, that's why I, I was saying like frankfurt frankfurt in a way was the better side that, that's why i was expecting better game from marseille and you know i expected marseille to win this game frankfurt came out on top they're sure they did not have ball possession, but they had more chances on net. They were able to get it at the back of the back of the net. Um, Lindstorm, you know, great shot from him. Made sure it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, something that I expect from Sanchez, really. Um, Mar- uh, Marcel did have a lot of chances, but Frankfurt, uh, few the few times where Frankfurt were having the ball, they were very aggressive. Yeah, they get the ball, you go on a counter attack. And it's always dangerous. Every time these guys have the ball, it's always dangerous. Uh, comparing them to last game, where they had the higher ball position uh, and they were they were having the passes and they were being dominant of the game against Sporting, they took Sporting position in this game, where they didn't ha- they handed everything to Marcel, but they got the first they, they got their first three points in the Champions League, and that's what really matters. 
Yeah. I'm really disappointed with Marcel. I don't know why they're not, what is going on? There's that lack of finishing. There's that lack of, okay, you, you, you're a team that can play good football. You're a team that you guys are in top, you guys are in the top spot with PSG with zero losses in the French league, uh, which, which I think this year is a great year for Marcel looking into that. I think yeah. Marcel plays good football and it's really nice to look, to watch them play. It's, but, it's great to see them back on the, you know, on the global stage once again. Yes. That's something but Frankfurt, but that's the nice thing about Frankfurt. Frankfurt, I watched them last year when they were in the, in, in the, in the Europa, Europa League. That's the way they play. They're aggressive. It's either they have the dominance, but if they don't have the dominance, they'll sit back. And when they have their counters, they'll be very dangerous. Yeah. Because that, that goal that they scored was a, was a one-two by mistake from uh, from uh, Marcel. Marcel's was, defense. Yeah, yeah Lindstorm, Lindstorm was just there, and he just happened to be there. And, you know, Either, he took yeah. that chance, and he made sure that that shot went to the back of the net. Yes. And, and that's football for you. But, you know, um, Marseille's at the bottom of the table. Uh, they surprisingly. Have sure, surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, Sporting, Tottenham, Frankfurt, Marseille, that's the, that's the order. Um Honestly, if you were to compare all those teams together, I think that they all come in with the same tier. They are sure they're they could be some of the best teams in their in their in their leagues, but you know they're not going to be the top of the top. And so you know we'll see what, who comes out on top of that in that group. Um, Marseille definitely has some work to do. Uh, Frankfurt has that three points, gives them a little bit of hope, um, just behind Tottenham. Uh, But, you know, it's football. You know, it always comes down to the 90th minute. That's true. At the end of the day, you got to get, get, get your three points. Uh, and uh, that's it. That's all, that's all, I guess, calculated towards the end, in, of, yeah. end of the day. Yeah, it's true. Anyways, uh, Wednesday's games in Group A, we already spoke with about Rangers and Napoli, that 3-0 win. But moving on to Group E, uh, first match was Milan versus Zag Zagreb, 3-1. Uh, I know you were. Uh, I know you're happy with that. Uh, with that. Uh, with those three points. Uh, you know, honestly, man. One thing about AC Milan is whoever, whoever, whoever brought Liao on. Uh, that's what I gotta say. It's props to that person. Uh, this this kid continues to surprise me. He continues to show me that he has game. He knows how to play. You know, and um, yeah, is a. Sealmakers too. Sealmakers Seal was, you know, fantastic goal. Um, great performance from Isabelan. Uh, finally, big game. Um, AC Milan and, uh, and 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 Zagreb. Zagreb even played good. They played. Uh, oh, it was a great game. Orsic just played a great game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was. It wasn't like it was a bad. It was. I'm not saying it was. You know, Zagreb played. It was a beautiful game to watch. Yeah, I loved watching. You know. I loved that the one thing is too, Brahim Diaz. Watching Brahimi, sorry, Brahimi. Brahim, Brahimi or Brahim Diaz? There's Brahim Diaz and there's Smile Ben Nasser. No, 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 Brahim Diaz. Uh, man, like whoever took this guy from Madrid and brought him in, he very smart because that he was he was playing some beautiful football. And so, you know, Issy Milan really uh, really showed some uh, some good game today, uh, or sorry, yesterday. So did. Um, So did Zagreb. Uh, they really put their house up, put put their house out. But you know, at the end of the day, AC Milan came out on top. Uh, the strength for AC Milan usually comes from the uh, left side, which has Hernandez, who was also 
shops from uh, Real Madrid, <laughs> and then and uh, and and then and Liao. These that's the strength for AC Milan. Um, when when AC Milan has really progressed a lot when Maldini came, and he became the uh, football, uh, you know, the one of the big you know the big shots in AC Milan right now. And when yeah. he came into management, he with with the t- his team, the team of scouts that he has, um, and that's what really matters. The scouts where they go and watch the game, you know, for you to pick a player, you really got to go above and beyond. You got to check the scouts. You got to take the scouts. They got to go check out the player. And that's what they did with Liao. Liao uh, with Hernandez, uh, Brahim Diaz, uh, Sally Mekers. Sally Mekers is up and down sometimes, but I think Milan did a good job with uh, the goalkeeper, you know, when the Noroma left. Uh, they did a good job with getting Kalulu as well in defense. They got a good job with Hernandez. Uh, was uh, but but of course Liao has been the best part of AC Milan this season and last season. Um, uh, I'm finally happy that three one man. I I'm glad it wasn't a a one zero win where you would just be stressed watching the whole game the whole time. But penalty last minute of first half heading to the dressing room dressing room where where you're you're leading and then um, coming back then scoring coming right back scoring back, right away two yeah. 0 And then you finish it off with the uh, 3-1. It was it was a good game. Now the next challenge is going to be tough against Chelsea back to back, home yeah. and away. All right, and that leads us on to the next game: Chelsea for Salzburg at Stamford Bridge. Um, another disappointing, uh, uh, disappointing draw for Chelsea. You know, for uh, Potter's first game uh, after two 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 Kelgan. I don't know what to say about them. They had complete dominance in this game, Chelsea, uh, but still managed to get a draw. Uh, how do you do that? Well, don't forget, uh, Salzburg is, as we said, is is a good team that will challenge you, right? You can never underestimate how Salzburg is, uh, the Austrian champions. But I'm uh, looking but at Graham, but Potter, Potter, you know, Potter is a fresh start. Uh, He's doing his thing with uh, with Chelsea, changing a bit of taxi- tactics, especially that he switched uh, Sterling's position. Um, um, he's testing that, and and Chelsea are gonna allow him because they cannot sack two two coaches at the, you know in the same season. Uh, but um, I think it was a good game for Chelsea, even if they tied, so they can know what they're capable of doing and what not they're capable of doing. Looking at uh, looking at this, the stats, Basha. Um, you know, I'm looking at 72% possession, 17 shots compared to four shots, um, 500, 500 passes, 540 passes to 150. The game, when you look at the on paper, it looks like Chelsea was dominating. But once you look at the score on its own, it's a 1-1 match. It would seem like it, make, it makes it seem like everything was 50-50. And, and this is where, you know, as a Chelsea fan, I would be frustrated. Uh, I mean, watching the whole game, it was clear that obviously Chelsea was the team that you would expect to win. They had a lot of chances. They were in control of the ball, but not being able, again, to do the same. And this is the, the same thing that happened in their last game against, um, who was it they played last Zagreb. game? Against Zagreb. Yeah, not managing to be able to get the ball inside the net always missing always take you know not taking the chances that they they're creating um 
it just seemed like you know they were to me they were seemed like it was they were out of it um th these things happen with the change of uh, with change of management change of tactics uh, and and and, and, and does that does the does the sacking of Tuka 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 is it was it even a good decision at this point is, is I'm completely against it, as 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 a lot of people would be on, uh, would would be would are in my position. Uh, they really disagree about the fact that they sacked Tuchel, but there are a lot of other fans where they agree with it because of you know because of Chelsea's culture. They just keep sacking, getting teams, but they want the, their trophies cabinet to get bigger and bigger, which happens. That's right. what they need to do at the end of the day. But you gotta give Potter a few more games testing ta uh, with tactics and. The big question is: Is it going to be a uh, is it going to be a successful campaign for Chelsea this year or not? Or or, or is Potter uh, even going to be successful with a big team? Or he's that? Or he is that a guy that you get uh, when um, he's the guy that can only coach smaller teams? You know, so this is the really big test for Potter. Same thing well, with Pioli. Pioli. Pioli's first big team was AC Milan, but Pioli came under all the pressure. And he led AC Milan to win the league with no, 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 there was no stars, no big stars in the team. There isn't a star that you can say, oh my God, this player is amazing. No, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players where they're, you know, they're just starting off younger players. The only star is Ibrahimovic, but he has his limitation and Juru, of course, who has his, you know, he's a striker, but there's a lot of rebuild that they have to do. Chelsea right. does not read that needs that rebuild as AC Milan does. They have Silva and Koulibaly. These guys are as tough as you get from defense. I know that Silva is a bit older, but Maldini, when he was 38, 37, he was still defending world-class with yeah. Nesta. They were both older because Koulibaly is younger than Silva and he can still right. perform for coming up years. But Nesta and Maldini, when they were in defense for AC Milan, they were older, but they were shutting it down for against all strikers. In that case, um, it started off with defense from Chelsea. They have a good goalkeeper. Uh, they have uh, they have good defense. They got good individual players. But uh, the real question is, uh, what what are they missing? What's their biggest issue? That's what I'm trying to really find out. When I look at paper and I look at all these paper uh, players, it really it's really frustrating to look at all these players and and you look at these scores that do not really match players that you have and ta and tactics that you're gonna play. But but I think that. Chelsea will pick up the momentum. They 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 still have the chance. They still have the chance to fight in the uh, in uh, in Champions League and in in, in uh, Premier League. These last these two coming up games in Champions League are the most crucial for him and for AC Milan because if AC Milan loses the next two games or Chelsea loses the next two games, it's gonna be a crisis for any of them team. If AC Milan tie both games, it's not going to be an issue for them, but it's going to be an issue for Chelsea. But Chelsea, right. to prove that the fact they're still alive, they're still going to challenge, they really got to step up their game from the back-to-back -back games against AC Milan, of course, along with the games that they're going to play in the Premier League. Right. And yeah, that's uh, leading on to um, uh, next. the next thing is that, you know, that's their next big, big, big game in Champions League, and, and they can't screw this one up. Because uh, they've already lost uh, five points, they're only one point at the bottom of the table. Uh, Milan sitting at the top with six, uh, with four points. Zagreb with uh, three, Salzburg with two, and uh, as mentioned earlier, you know, as disappointing as it sounds, Chelsea with one point. Uh, 
Um, but moving on next to Group F, um, Shakhtar and Celtic, 1-1. Uh, one, one. Um, I'll be honest with you, this is not a game that I... Um, that I, I I I watched or I I, I didn't really care for it. So <laughs> no, no, gonna... it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the game that was interesting to me. I mean, yeah. they're both big teams. Uh, I did watch a little bit of the game, but there's a lot of intensity going on in the other games. Uh, Shakhtar yeah, playing definitely. home, which is their temporary home in Warsaw, uh, yeah. the capital of Poland. They had a good game with the Celtic, uh, but. I think it's a fair score for for both teams. Both teams grabbing a point and you yeah. know uh, at least solidifying something in the in the group. Uh, but the next game, Real Madrid versus Leipzig, uh, uh, that was a great game, I would say. Uh, Valverde scoring in the 80th, uh, Asensio finally getting on the scoreboard after you know having a tough time uh, on the bench with uh, Ancelotti. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, about that game? So you really want to know my thoughts about that game, right? Right. I won't say anything. I'm going to show you. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. Come on, you know, you know, it was, um, it was a, it was a good game to watch. It, but as, as you, <laughs> did you make the popcorn just for this? <laughs> But, you know, um, like you said last week, uh, Madrid definitely knows how to keep their, their fans on their toes. That's for sure. Um, that first half, um, Leipzig put in great work. Uh, they were there to, they wanted to win. Uh, at one point, I was even surprised that they were playing at the Bernabeu. Uh, I, was, I was in my head. I was thinking, wait, are they really playing at the Bernabeu? What's going on? And so, um, but you know, the second half picked up for Real Madrid. Always, always, always. Real Madrid. Yeah, you know, I, I, I had to, I had to mute the game just to, you know, give my heart a little bit of a break. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it picked up in the second half. Uh, great ball from uh, Vinicius Jr to uh, Valverde, a great shot for a great finish for him. First goal uh, for him in Champions League in um, two games, yeah. Tuchemeni, Kamavinga, you know, good match for both of them. Youngsters, you know, coming in, especially Tuchemeni, great performance from him. I would give him a, a good, you know, good rating here. Um, but what, yeah, what would you say? Um, the German teams uh, that played most of the games, the four German teams that played in Champions League, three of them are below the 10th position. Leipzig is 10th, uh, Frankfurt is 11th, and Leverkusen is um, is 17th. Right. And uh, the, the 11th and the 17th won their games. Yeah. Leipzig gave Madrid a hard time, Yeah. but it's Madrid. Like, this that you they always gotta make you that's why i got that popcorn because you when you watch real madrid playing they do everything that has to do with with creating a movie or a play in a theater where they have to live make you live through suspense and go up in a climax and then go and then come back to reality so the so the reality is that madrid is going to win at the end of the day but what i was happy about is that madrid was getting challenged a little bit 
So you remember what I was telling you earlier that I wanted Madrid, um, Madrid Bayern, and, and Bayern and Barcelona and, yeah. Bar and Barcelona to be challenged. I think that I think that Barcelona and the Bayern got challenged early. Barcelona lost and Bayern won their challenge, but I think they have to get challenged by Man City or or another team that can challenge them even more. But I think for Madrid it was a it was a gradual challenge because Leipzig, traditional German team, um, coming into the game, you know they're going to give you a hard time. Their their loss last game has nothing to do with them, <laughs> with who they are. Um, this season it looks like it's going to be the season for second coaches because. Marco Rose, the new coach for Leipzig, came in. And not just that he came in, he came into this game with a skunk. He beat the Borussia Dortmund last weekend 3-0. So he's coming right. in fresh with, you know, with with with, uh, with 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 the high spirits that he's going to do a damage. Or I don't think he was thinking that he's going to leave with a win. I think maybe he was thinking at, at least a tie, okay. especially in Bernabeu. But the way Bernabeu set, the way the fans cheer, it's a movie theater. And you watch at the end when Madrid had to win the last 10 minutes. Madrid always. What does Madrid do in life after, except not playing for the first 80 minutes and start playing and after the score. 80 Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, it's a continuing uh, theme with them. But, with you know, them. going back to the, you know, the rest of the game, you know, Courtois putting in a lot, making a lot of great saves, being there when he needed to be. And that's something that Madrid, you know, this is something that... The, one thing they have about football is sometimes yes you you have to score but and that's the obviously the important part but the other the opposite the, the other extreme the other end of the spectrum here is that your keeper you have to have a world class keeper who can make sure that he can make all the saves that you know when he's count when it when it comes down to it when it when it needs to be counted for when we look at that that score sheet when we look at that scoreboard is that the difference is in my favor. And, you know, Courtois made sure that that, that happened for them. Um, you know, uh, I would say also a good game from Rudiger. Yeah, he was, he was, he did his job well enough. I think he still needs a little bit of time to, you know, with the team, to uh, playing with the team. But otherwise, he, he seemed okay, making great runs. Uh, but this is typical Madrid style. So, um I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop watching the first 80 minutes of all Madrid games. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. I'm gonna yeah. stop watching all Madrid games. And the other thing is that I noticed about this game is, you know, Madrid did struggle for the first, you know, for for the for a while actually until Rodrigo, Rodrigo came off. They struggled without Benzema, um, and and that was that was something that was clear for everybody. Is uh, replacing Rodrigo with Benzema in Benzema's spot. Yeah, I feel like he still needs time to. Uh, to be adjusted. Do you think that that if do you think that Ancelotti should be pl playing Rodrigo in that spot more often? Ancelotti last game he tried to uh, he tried to um, play a false nine with Hazard, and and uh, that he was testing a new tactics because of you know the fact that he's missing Benzema. I always wanted to see Valverde. And Junior and uh, Rodrigo playing together in the offense. I know that he's testing Valverde a little bit in midfield, a little bit on the, on, on the wing side. But I think a lot of players in in Madrid have substitute subs in their position, um, except one, which is Junior, right? Yeah. And Benzema, he has a half sub, not a full sub. 
So that's why Mariano came in because Ancelotti wanted to switch a little bit. See, he brought he brought he brought out uh, Rodrigo and uh, and Junior, and um, he tried Mariano since Mariano decided to stay with Madrid. Mariano, yeah. of course, he is not the same level as Benzema, um, and that's I'll why. Be, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I I'm kind of surprised that uh, Mariano is still at Madrid, and that's something that. Um, uh, I wonder, I don't even, whenever I see Mariano coming on, I'm like, oh, he, he's still here? Like, what's he doing here still? And there, so, there are a few players with Madrid that they, for the last, for the last two or three years, they were, they were the biggest talks uh, about the fact that they're going to live Madrid, which was Isco, Asensio, and, uh, and um, so there is that struggle where, these players had to leave or stay with Madrid. Uh, but I think that uh, the fact that Sensio came in and scored, scored a nice goal, it was a bit refreshing for him. Um, Madrid he has... He definitely needed that goal. He needed that boost to boost yeah, his... Uh, the talk all over, you know, the social media and uh, the internet. Uh, sorry, the social media and the... Uh, any outlet you're looking at, whether it's Marca, whatever it is, you know what I mean, whatever newscast it is, um, is that it does does a sense you even belong in Madrid these days, and uh, and that's a I'm pretty sure that's a question that Ancelotti has. Yeah, there was a lot of talk that uh, Asensio was going to move into the to the Premier League, uh, but as I said, Asensio, um, uh, sometimes even Vasquez, which I think he's he's an important player for Madrid because Vasquez is always there when you need him. Uh, sometimes it's Nacho, um, but it was mainly Esco, Asensio, and Mariano. But Madrid is a set team. Uh, I know their only signing was Chomini uh, in, in the um, during the, uh, the the summer. Uh, but I think next, as I said, they're gradually being tested. Next test is going to be Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And uh, their other biggest test is going to be Barcelona. And I, I really want them to be tested this year because there is a lot of different, I don't know if it's going to be the same momentum as last year when they played in Champions League. Uh, so we'll wait and see, man. We'll wait and see what happens, uh, happens with, uh, with Madrid. But Leipzig, but it was a good game for Leipzig as well. I want to give yeah. kudos for Leipzig. Um, and, uh, and even with their switch of management, and uh, which affects everything, tactics and players and and chemistry and all that, but it's 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 good to see uh, teams that challenge uh, big teams such as Leipzig that did to Madrid. But yeah, it was a good game, man. Right, and um, obviously for Group F, Real Madrid tops the table, followed by Shakhtar with four points, uh, Celtic one point, and then Leipzig uh, with the, at the bottom of the table with no points at all. Uh, but moving on to Group G, um, Copenhagen, Copenhagen, uh, Seville zero zero. Um, but that second match, uh, Manchester City versus Dortmund, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Honestly, this this game was great game. Uh, Borussia Dortmund opened up the score in the 56th minute, and then for the whole you know for the whole match they were leading what one nil, and then out of nowhere Manchester City comes and just destroys their hopes. Um, that Holland effect that you were talking about last week. That goal was beautiful. Reminded me of Ibrahimovic. <laughs> what are your thoughts there? Um, same thing as Manchester City every time. First half, they'll lose. Uh, not like Madrid. Madrid, Madrid. First half, they they can tie. 
they can attack. No, no, but Man City, they got to give it a little extra suspense. This reminded me a little bit of their game against, I think it was Crystal Palace when they were losing Tillman and then they came back second half and won 4 2. Yeah. They, the, uh, Manchester City has that mentality. They don't care how bad they're losing in the, in the first half or how bad their performance was. Uh, uh, Dortmund performed really well and they played, they, they were a good challenge for them because yep. they were the, they were the, the the team that 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 stays back def- defenses that go against players. They can do zonal defense. They can do man to man. It's not a pro- it's not a problem for them. Uh, they challenged Manchester City a lot, and when they were winning one 0 I think it got to Dortmund's players' head. That's what it yeah. was. I think that's <laughs> what happens. That's what happened. But look, who scored their de- their defense? Stones was a nice shot. Yeah, and then. And then you got that acrobatic uh, jump in the air, and yeah. that cross from uh, Cancelo, and then just yeah. touch. That's all that Ireland wanted to do, what, what, had to do, and that's what he did. Yeah, no, really no nice it, it was, really it was nice a really game. nice game. Uh, both teams played very well. Um, both teams, uh, you know, were there for the win. Uh, it, uh, Manchester City came out on top, you know, near towards the end of the game. Um, as a, as a, I honestly, I'm pretty sure everybody expected a Manchester City win, but they did not expect that Dortmund would just going to give them a hard time, uh, just as just as much, you know. And so it was, it was a great match to win. It was a great match to watch for sure. Um, definitely, uh, you know, there was not there's nothing else to say about this game. It was just the German was, Germans performed well. Five German teams yeah, in, the, uh, in the in the Champions League and they performed well. And yeah, Dortmund. I felt bad a bit when they lost, but you know it's Manchester City. And, it's Manchester City at the end of the day, and you know for Group G, Manchester City does lead lead the table with six points. Uh, Borussia Dortmund comes in second with three points, and then Copenhagen and Seville each to a point to each. Um, but the last group that was disappointing there. for Seville for that loss. It was a really disappointing. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, honestly. It is a disappointment, but if you have noticed this season, Seville, no performance in the in the Champions League, no performance in the Liga. I don't know what to say. And so I've been trying to avoid saying anything about them. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, Seville is a team that is usually a contender in, in the La Liga. And it's not, a, it's not something that, you know, you expect. But 16th place in La Liga and at the bottom of the table in, your, in the Champions League, Something is going on there. There's a lot of big questions. There's um. There's... It looks like their coach is about to get sacked as well. So Someone, we'll someone's yeah. gonna, someone's getting fired. Someone's getting benched. Yeah. But you know, it might be the second season of the Champions League. Yeah, so that's definitely. gonna be the title. Yeah. So it is what it is, and that's why you know, I it's a, it's a huge disappointment from Seville. Yes, um, yes. but you know, I, I want to get to Group H, the last group. Um, Juventus. This group. This week, uh, this game, Juventus versus Benefica. Um, Juventus opened up the score early on. They came in strong. And then, you know, at the end of the second half, Benefica came in tied. Beginning of the second, uh, sorry, end of the first half, tied with a penalty. Second, beginning of the second half, came in, scored their second goal. Very strong game from Benefica. Uh, Juventus, the disappointment continues, unfortunately. Uh, game too it was like they were going at it it was a battlefield they did miss chances that is true that i'll give that to juventus they played hard but you know that doesn't matter it's the three points that they that they need 
and the pressure that they're receiving in the, in the in the Serie A. They're the champions for I don't know how many years they've been controlling Italy, and for them to to fall like that uh, from you know from uh, uh, from the top from the top goal, to the eighth, the, yeah, from the top to the eighth, and they're performing bad in Champions League. Um, they 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 have a lot of good players in their squad. There 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 is a lot of uh, there's a lot of question marks that I'm really confused about. I don't know what Allegri is trying to do. Um, you you you're trying to improve the tactics of your team, but you keep on losing. The last game in in the in the in, in their in their league and they were playing not against a big team. Can't remember their name. A team that Frank Ribery plays for. Uh, who was one of the worst teams in the league, and they they only tied them. There's a lot of questions that to be to be asked. Saying that Benfica had a really good game, aggressive, 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 aggressive. Yeah, no, it was definitely Benfica, aggressive. Benfica, yeah. They were they were going boom, 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 boom. That's it. Yeah, and they and they, they they got their two one. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think uh, you know Juventus because they opened up the score, they thought that they had this game in the bag, and Benfica came back and they were like, nope. This is definitely our game. And it, it was, it was, you know, from the game, from the 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 chances that Benefica were taking, the chances that Benefica, you know, they 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 had equal almost equal possession, 56 to 44. But looking at total shots, looking at shots on net, looking Benefica was coming out on top in this one. And Juventus did not expect that. And that's the thing about Portuguese teams, you know, it's either they perform really well or they 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 slumped, uh, and and you know Benfica really showed that you know that they're a strong side and or they're a strong te- they're a strong contender for their spot in the stable. Yeah, uh, great performance by them. Great performance by uh, Sporting. Um, disappointment loss, but great good performance by Porto. Portuguese team really came hard this season in the Champions League. Uh, but yeah, the, the, as I said, the big question mark is about Juve. What's going to happen with them? <laughs> Zero points in Champions League. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just. I'm just lost for words to be honest. To, to, to say because yeah. I know that Benfica won those three points, but I'm more concerned of, of, of Juventus because there was a lot of expectation given uh, given right. to to Juventus. Yeah. It's always it's always known that Benfica will give you a hard time. We've seen that last year in Champions League when they were playing and they already advanced from their group. They, so these guys can advance and they can be a challenge to a lot of big teams in Champions League, uh, but. But it's always you got to look at the other teams that they're playing as well. If it's a big team such as Juventus, you got to know what's what's happening with them. And I don't know what's happening. I don't think anybody knows what's happening with Juventus. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, well, another team, Seville, uh, uh, joining the club with them is Juventus. So yes, yes. I don't know. Maybe there's another sacking there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I do see that before the World Cup is going to be a lot of big decisions that teams will take. Yeah. So they're going to test their waters and see how far this is going to go for. And if they keep losing or doing bad, there's going to be a few, uh, few, um, few, few coaches on 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 the on unemployment uh, before the World Cup. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, last game of the day, last game of the week. Uh, PSG at Haifa. Um, three win, three three one win for them. Um, Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe on the scoreboard. Uh, opening the score was uh, from Haifa, you know, in the twenty uh, fourth minute. But then, you know, Messi comes in ten minutes later, 
or around uh, 13 minutes later, ties it up. Mbappe in, in the second half, and then four minutes, five minutes later, uh, Neymar comes in and and joins the scoring and the score joins in on the scoreboard. Uh, I honestly did not watch this game, but it, I honestly comp- expected a complete PSG dominance. Um, it seemed so in a little bit in possession that they had a little bit more dominance, but the game seemed to be equal in all other ways. What do you say? That was so unnecessary by PSG. I don't know. I, I, I am I'm disappointed because um, first thing first, it's good to see the three players on the scoring board. It's really nice to see that Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe. I really thought this game was going to be 7-1 or 7-0 or something like that because PSG, if you watched PSG and Juve last week, you would say that this team would destroy anybody yeah. other than the elite that comes in their way out of the elite teams in Europe. Right. Looking at the other team in this game, Haifa, they, 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 there isn't much to say about them, I'll be honest with you. They're... Um, we know how every team is capable. What every team is capable of doing. Uh, PSG has world-class players, not just because of Neymar, Mbappe, and uh, Messi. Right. Uh, Donnarumma goalkeeper, Kimpepe, and uh, Marquinhos in defense, and then you got the midfield with Verratti, and then you have a bunch of a lot of players who are waiting and to see something. PSG has not only a one first squad, but they also have a bench squad that's ready to, you know, that should be if if they were, if you were to put them on against Haifa, they would probably come up with the same score. That's true. That is true. So they PSG, after they handed the ball the first half. I think it was just, you know, they were checking out how the game was going. You know, the first few minutes till Haifa scored, but that PSG dominated a lot of the game. Um, as I said, it's that was an unnecessary drum uh, because I think it was known to everyone that PSG was going to win. But I was looking for a bigger score. But yeah, three uh, one, PSG six points. Five, uh, five. They scored five goals. Um, they got two goals uh, against them. They conceded two. So, yeah, good, 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 good start of campaign uh, for this year in Champions League. I can see PSG going all the way to the final. But let's wait, wait and see. Right. Uh, well, that was it for this this week's um, games. Uh, we've seen some really strong games. Very tough games. Um, some very surprise, shocking score lines. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, some very beautiful goals. Um, some, you know, the, the thing is, is that this is the thing about Champions League is you get to see all these things in, um, and it's only the beginning of the season. Um, uh, the next matches for the Champions League are not until October 4th and October 5th. Um, and it'll be started off by uh, Bayern Munich versus Victoria Plazenia. Uh, then Marseille is sporting uh, Ajax, Napoli, uh, Club Rouge, Atletico Madrid, uh, Frankfurt, Tottenham, FC Porto, Leverkusen, Inter Milan, FC Barcelona, Liverpool versus Rangers. Um, I know last week we did the predictions. Do you want to do any predictions this week? Or Let's go for it. All right. So Bayern Munich versus Victoria Plazenia. Uh, yeah, 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I expect that to be even a higher scoring game than usual for uh, uh, and, uh, Marseille versus Sporting. I think I think Marcel might step up this this time. But look, Sport, Sporting has the upper hand of winning the game, right? They are but, they are but, they are they are in Marseille. Marseille is playing at home again. Yeah, I, I do see. Yeah, man. I, you know what? I, I'll go for uh, for for 
too nil for uh, sporting. For sporting, right. yeah, I really do see for sporting when I do. Unfortunately, even though I want right. to see Marcel. I Ajax versus Napoli in Ajax. Yeah, the Ajax. Ajax win maybe one nil. Yeah, you think so? One nil. I would. I would. I, I might. I might think that's either me. There might be a tie or a two. Uh, two one win for Napoli. For Napoli, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Club Bruges versus Atletico Madrid in uh, in Bruges. It might be an Atletico win. I would expect it. I don't think it's a might. I think it's an expected win here for Atletico. Okay. Um, Atletico do need a win in Champions League. Um, I think they're right now they're at the they're in third place. They can't have that risk, especially against Bruges. Uh, Frankfurt versus Tottenham. Now, last time we said Sporting versus Tottenham, you said that Sporting was going to lose. Um, <laughs> I think Frankfurt is going to give Tottenham a hard time. Uh, Frankfurt to Tottenham. Yeah. yeah, it's let's go for a tie. You go for a tie, all right. Uh, I think it's going to be a, I don't know. I have a feeling that Tottenham might just come back in the end of it and just take a 2-1 well, and win. Uh, win. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, FC Porto versus Leverkusen. Yeah, Porto might win this game. Uh, well, they do need those three points. At least, like they, they, if they want to come back uh, and compete for f- at least a spot and for next stage, they need a win. Um, but yeah, I, I think Porto might be able to take this one at least. Inter, Inter Milan versus Barcelona. This is going to be, I think, that the game of that day. Um, Inter. You think so, Inter? I think Inter won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's going to be a tough game for Inter Milan. Very tough. Very, very, very tough. tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to have to do a lot of work from minute zero to minute 90. Um, I, but I, I, I think it might end up with a tie. Uh, maybe one one. If Inter gets lucky, it'll be like a two one three two kind of win. Uh, yeah, and then ending off that day is going to be Liverpool versus Rangers. I would expect Liverpool uh, win for in. in it's that gonna game. be the, it's gonna be a nice uh, English Scottish uh, yeah definitely. match there. But yeah. I think yeah, Liverpool got. I that think game. Liverpool would take this one um, unless you know Rangers come with a surprise and you know it's a, a, a terrible performance from. Liverpool. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. Um, on, uh, on that Wednesday, the first game is going to be uh, Leipzig versus Celtic. And I think that one's going to be uh, a Leipzig win. The, I will go for a Leipzig win as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Salzburg versus Dynamo Zagreb. I think that uh, one's going to be a Zagreb win. It might be a tie. Okay, all right. So you got a, you got a specific tie. Is it 1-1, one, 2-2? One, two, two? Yeah, 1-1 one, one or 2-2. 1-1 two, two. One, 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 or 2-2. Two, two. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think they are gonna score. But. I think I think Zagreb's gonna win it. Maybe um a, another you know two one three two kind of thing. <laughs> Wait yeah. and see. Yeah. All right. Well, this next game, Benfica versus PSG in Benfica. Um, ah, PSG definitely. PSG is gonna. Do, I think PSG is gonna win. But I like we said, you know, Benfica is a team that gives other clubs hard time, especially big clubs. And I think PSG will have a hard time with them. And so I think if, if PSG doesn't win. It might be a tie. Yes. Um, Chelsea versus AC Milan, another big game. Um, I know you're going to go Milan. any day, Milan. Any yeah. day, Milan. And honestly, with with the, with the past couple, with the past two games for Chelsea, I would expect an AC Milan win. Yes. Um, AC Milan has, uh, you know, shown that they've been they've been performing very well, especially the last two games in the Champions League. And and they haven't Chelsea, lost any game in the league, so it's just yeah. It's good. Chelsea has been, uh, you know. 
average. And yes. so I would say it was a, it's AC Milan, uh, AC Milan win, even though they will be playing in Stamford Bridge. Um, Juventus versus Haifa. I think um, Juventus... Might get their break or something. <laughs> yeah, might get their break here. They need those three points, I think. And so, like, um, I think that's the that's the game for them. Uh, Manchester City versus Copenhagen. Obviously, Manchester City win. Uh, it's going to be at the Etihad as well. So, I would think, uh, you know... I feel um, bad for Copenhagen. I think they're just yeah, going to be think, uh, I think praying for a low score, a low loss. <laughs> we, they should be hoping at least, you know, they should be hoping for 3-0. Um, you know, this is a good time for, uh, I think... Um, uh, uh, Pep Guardiola to you know to rest some of his players. It's a it's a perfect game for him to you know put some of the players on the bench, let some of the younger guys play, uh, because you know this is this is the kind of games you take advantage of for these kind of things. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, Real Madrid, Real Madrid for and uh, obviously I'm gonna say Real Madrid win here at the Santiago Bernabeu. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna go Shakhtar, through the time again. Shakhtar, Shakhtar is yeah. a good defensive team. Yeah, and they have show they have given Madrid a hard time before, and I don't doubt that they they won't do it again. Uh, Sevilla versus Dortmund after Sevilla's performance this year, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Dortmund's gonna win that game. Um, if Sevilla loses that game, the coach is gonna get sacked for sure. Uh, you think for so? Sure. For sure. All right, Michael. we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that'll be it for the that'll be it for that weekend on the or that week on the October fourth, twenty and the fifth, which is in three weeks. Um, If you're watching us through YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to us through your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to follow us.